Welcome to Conversations with Eddie Lyons. Hey, if this content has been helpful for you, give us a subscription, share it on social media so more people can listen to a podcast about life and faith. Pastor, how are you today? I am great. Good day. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Hey, today's topic is a real fun one. It's dealing with criticism. If you are a person that's alive, you've probably both been a critic and been criticized. How do you deal with criticism? You know, absolutely. You have got to learn how to manage criticism because it's coming. 100% of the people in the world are going to be criticized. You can't just dodge it? No, no way. You're going to have to learn how to manage it. All right. So, you know, um, I think the key to dealing with criticism is, number one, humility, and number two, grace. Humility, because here's the truth. There's plenty you should criticize me about. Honestly, nobody's perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. I make mistakes. Um, so I just need to like, okay, yeah, you're right. I, man, I messed up there, and I, I didn't think that through. I get it. Okay, sure. sorry. I'll try to do better next time. Yeah. And the second thing is grace. Grace for yourself and grace for the people around you. Yeah. Because they're going to bug you. People are yeah. going to bug you. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it does. So, okay, so if, if I think about criticism, there's this, there's this um, thing that we would say when I grew up as a Philippines about a particular person, and we would call them picon. Picon. Picon, yeah. So um, a, someone who's picon is someone that is, like, easy to pick on. You know what? If you are a person that has, like, a standing offense— Man, you are prime target for everybody to pick on you, yeah. and it's going to get worse. Yeah, and so they, they're mad all the time, looking for a fight. Anything anyone says, they take offense to, and that is no way to live. Yeah, you want to invite them to your your party. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You do right. Uh, so anyway, um, I think in 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 America we would say they have a chip on their shoulder. Okay. Yeah. And in Scripture, they have a spirit of offense. Okay. They're easily offended. Okay. Being easily offended is a mark of spiritual immaturity. Wow, okay. Okay. So the only antidote to that is just accept your mistakes. Be humble in response. Yeah. I'm sorry. I messed that up, didn't I? Uh, that's okay. Yeah. That's real life. Yeah. And the other thing is grace, and grace involves when people um, aren't doing the right thing, and you, mm-hmm. you want to criticize I think criticism is different than uh, loving correction. Sure, yeah. And honestly, my emotional, human, natural man response is not loving correction. Sure, yeah, same. I want to I want to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, whether as a father, are you kidding me? That's that's a problem for fathers. So, um my wife would always tell me, "Eddie, you're so negative toward this child." If we stop believing in our own children, yeah, they're not going to survive. So, so you take someone who's—I mean, a child. I've got—I've got a four, a two, and a five-month-old. They need correction, and you said there's something different between biblical correction and criticism. How do you walk that line of not letting your emotion take it into criticism, but there's something legitimate that needs to be corrected? How do you walk that line? What is that? Well, first of all, usually, if my knee-jerk response is often going to be not correct. That's crazy. Minus two. My emotional response, it's not, that's not a zone of righteousness usually. Sure, yeah. Okay. So what I have to do is I have to calm myself down. Okay. I have to separate from the moment. And then I have to kind of figure out how am I going to deal with this. Yeah. 
So what I would always do with my kids is I, anytime I would, I would say to them, hey, I need to talk to you after school today. Well, that would strike fear into them. So I try not to do that now because yeah. I don't want them to be freaked out all day. That's not very yeah. nice. Um, but I would say, I need to talk to you. So can we talk? Sure. Yes. So we would go in. And I literally would go get a piece of blank white paper out of my office. And I would say, this is you. Okay? I think you're wonderful. I love you. I see so much good in you. But I do need to talk to you today about a dot on this page. And I would put a dot on the page. Hmm. But look at that is one small dot we're going to talk about in the big context of the great person you are. Yeah. And then I would, that would help calm me down. Sure, yeah. Because you're forced to almost change your perspective as the person yes. who's, who's bringing some correction away from, man, this dot defines them. Yes. This dot is everything about them. And on the correctees side, it, it's so easy to have tunnel vision and, and believe, well, I, I feel bad in this moment. I feel heavy and corrected. Yes. And to know that this person, hey, I believe this thing about you. I hope the best for you. It kind of disarms some of that criticism that you can feel even as the person receiving correction. Yes. Wow. And when you're receiving criticism, it's all-encompassing. Yeah. It sucks the life out of you. It sucks your sense of well-being. Yeah. They're talking about one dot on a page most of the time. Sure. Right? And we allow that to dominate our life. Yeah. So the only response from being criticized that works is to evaluate the criticism. And if there is some truth in it, accept it. Yeah. And if there's no truth in it, forgive them. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. And I, I mean, you mentioned this before, of, that's why humility is so important, because if someone's coming to you with criticism, and I think we've both been on both sides of it, but if someone's coming to you with criticism, you're kind of looking for a fight. You're coming with your fists yeah. up. And if the other person comes in with humility and says, I've seen that too, can you help me? Yes. It takes that fight from fighting to helping. Yeah. And that completely changes the conversation. Absolutely. Uh, what else do you have on... on uh, Okay, so on this topic. one of my heroes when it comes to criticism is the Apostle Paul, okay. who is arguably the greatest apostle in the New Testament. Yeah. Certainly he wrote the, m more of the New Testament, the Testament than anybody else. Sure. And um, here he is, this incredible guy, greatly used of God, selected, chosen by God to bring the gospel to the world. Yeah. But he is one of the most criticized people in the New Testament. Yeah. His contemporaries, his co-workers... We're full of criticism toward mm -hmm. them. And in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, he says this that is just so interesting to me. He says in verse 3, As for me, it matters very little how I might be evaluated by you or by any human authority. Wow. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. Hmm. So he says, I, I, I could defend myself and say, hey, I'm good. But I don't really trust my own judgment. Um, I, uh, my conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. Hmm. Listen to the humility in that. Yeah. It is the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. Yeah. So all of these people were criticizing Paul. They were diminishing him. They were devaluing his ministry. They were sowing discord and doubt among the people he was trying to serve. And his response is that. That's incredible. Yeah. What a high bar he set for us. 
when it came to dealing with criticism. Yeah. Everybody will be criticized, especially leaders. Absolutely. And one of the reasons why we get criticized is because we don't do everything right, okay? Another reason is because the people who are criticizing don't know the whole story. Yeah. And because we want to love and protect the people that we're around, we can't tell them. Yeah. You can't I mean, defend every point. You can't, you can't defend every decision to every person right. that, that might not have the perspective of why you made the decision or all the things that went into it. Because that would be uncharitable. Sure. L- let me prove to you why that I did that, because this guy did this, and it was so terrible, terrible, terrible. No. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we may need to have an inner circle of people that understand the whole story, yeah. but know that we're here for that person. We're not going to discard them. Or, you know, we don't have an intention to gossip or slander. Um, but the general public can't hear all that stuff. Sure. And I think uh, we talked about this with the men's ministry a couple weeks ago. Andrew Albritton taught, and he quoted the oh. verse that said, speak evil of no man. Now, I, you, can, you can read into Scripture a lot. That's a pretty clear one. And I think that's where criticism rears its head pretty often in my life, where it's easy to criticize. It's easy to be a critic, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback, the guy yeah. that on Monday yeah. morning you say, hey, this is what he should have done better. If I was in the driver's seat, this is what I would have done. But that is one of those things that I've heard him, Andrew say that before then, and it's so convicting. So convicting. To start saying something, and I, I've watched it in Andrew's life, of him starting to say something and go, ah, I can't say that. What do you mean? Yeah, I shouldn't speak evil of any man. That's so convicting to me. But what would that what would happen if all of us live that way? How many conversations do you come across where people are criticizing somebody? Hey, listen, I'm not guiltless. Same. My yeah. hands up. When Andrew gave that lesson, I was with you. Yeah. Oh boy, he pounded me into the ground in a most gentle, biblical, yeah. charitable way. He was incredible. Yeah. He didn't step on my toes. I think he buckled my knees. Yeah, it was, it was good. bad. Yeah. But you know what? It it, it helped me to reevaluate. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to always be good at that. I I will keep trying. So what about what about when you maybe reflect and you think I have been the critic because we have been both. What about a moment that you realize? For me, I I, I go man, I, I snapped at my kids too quick. I didn't think about what I said, or I at work didn't say something as kindly, or think about my my words as well as I should have. What do you do when you find yourself as the critic? Well, I think it depends on the situation. But for instance. Uh, there are times when it's appropriate, especially for our kids, or maybe at work you were very critical and you were unkind. Uh, you need to go back and say, hey, listen, what I said was not right. Yeah. You know, I, I, was, I was mean. I was over the top. Mm-hmm. And I didn't reflect my genuine heart of love for you because I do love you and I value you and I didn't make you feel that way. So will you forgive me? Yeah. I, I don't want to do that to you. I think there are times to do that. Now, there are other times when if you're just in a critical conversation, they don't even know you're being, they're sure. being talked about. Don't, go, don't, don't increase their pain. Sure. Hey, yeah. by the way, you know, I was with three other guys. We were really we were talking about you. Sure. No, that's, that's unkind. Yeah. You might go to your friends and say, hey, listen, guys, we don't, we don't need to be yeah. doing that anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of healing there. So any, any other thoughts on dealing with criticism? Uh, buckle your seatbelt. It's coming. It doesn't have to destroy you. It really can destroy you. Yeah. Just remember humility and grace. Yeah. 
You know, Jesus was falsely accused. He was criticized. Mm -hmm. You read through the Gospels. They called him using the power of Satan. They insulted him. Mm -hmm. He was God. He was perfect. He didn't do anything wrong. And he still caught it. But he responded with grace. Sometimes he was forceful. Sometimes he was... He didn't pay attention to it. I, if you try to go around chasing down everybody who criticizes you, your life is going to be too busy and too emotionally charged. It's, that will destroy you. Yeah. If, if you can just have grace for it and let it go, do it. Yeah. If you have to go have a conversation, then you do it. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that just isn't worth it. Love them anyway. Yeah. So. That's what I love about, I mean, the gospel in Jesus is that I think he gives us what we can handle for today. Yeah. If he doesn't unload the the depth of our sin in one moment, he helps us deal with it a dot wow. on a page at a time. That is so good, Jared. Cool. Well, Pastor, thank you. I hope this has been helpful for you as you listen. We'll see you next time.